how to support your podcast audience on Android. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 325. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I hope you had a wonderful International Podcast Day and got to watch some of the live stream, got to celebrate in some way. And if you missed any of that and you're wondering what's International Podcast Day or you want to review some of it or get prepared for the next upcoming International Podcast Day on September 30th every year, then go to internationalpodcastday.com. And huge congratulations to my great friend Dave Jackson and his podcast, School of Podcasting, for winning the Technology Podcast Award in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. I'm thrilled that Dave won the award. He's totally deserving of it. And if you haven't checked out School of Podcasting, if you enjoy hearing a podcast about podcasting, like the Audacity to Podcast is, then go check out schoolofpodcasting.com. You'll love that one, too. Several of my recent episodes have been focused on Apple products with iTunes tags and iOS 11 and new iPhone, and you might be getting sick and tired of hearing about Apple stuff. Apple this, Apple that, iTunes, Apple podcasts, new tags, RSS specs, iPhone 8, iPhone 10, Mac OS, blah, 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 all of this Apple, 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 Apple. And I think it is fair that Apple gets a lot of attention in the podcasting space because what they decide to do does affect a lot of podcasters and a lot of podcast consumers. In fact, the majority of podcast consumers. But iOS is actually not the most popular mobile operating system and iPhones are not the most widely owned smartphones. So for this episode, I want to help ensure you don't forget your Android podcast fans. You can follow along in the show notes for this episode with a couple taps inside your app or go to the audacitytopodcast.com slash Android audience. And let me just get this out of the way because I know you're probably going to think it every now and then. Yes, every now and then I will say something that will make it sound like you have an audience of androids listening to your podcast. Android audience, audience of androids, you see what I mean? But what I actually mean is the Android using audience members or Android podcast apps, that kind of thing. Now that we got that awkwardness out of the way and you can chuckle over that, let's get to this actual information. Number one, respect Android and its users. Number two, don't focus so much on iTunes. Number three, offer Android subscription options. And number four, test your podcast in popular apps for Android. Follow along in the show notes for episode 325 at the audacitytopodcast.com slash Android audience. Let's dig into this in depth. Number one, respect Android and its users. Data from Edison Research, Blueberry, Libsyn, and other companies continue to show Apple devices do really dominate podcast consumption and by huge numbers. But there are far more Android devices than iOS devices. Now, you can talk about the age of those Android devices or the fragmentation of their software and all of that stuff, but it's irrefutable that there are far more Android device owners and users than iOS. And you can look at this from two different perspectives. 
I like to illustrate this with the story of the two shoemakers in a foreign country. One shoemaker arrives and notices the natives are all barefoot, so with a voice of great defeat, he calls his supplier and says, forget it, no one here wears shoes. This is a total failure. And I think that's how many podcasters look at Android users. They think something like, they represent such a small portion of the podcast audience, so why even bother reaching them? But look at the perspective of the other shoemaker. He has a different perspective, a different worldview. He arrives in that same country, looks around and sees the same natives, and also notices they're all barefoot. But this shoemaker eagerly calls his supplier and says, You're never going to believe this. No one wears shoes here. Send me everything you have. See, it's a difference of perspective. You might disrespect Android users and assume they're not the type of people to consume podcasts. And while that may be true in some cases, that stereotype doesn't apply to all Android users. So you can either look at that as a lost cause, like that first shoemaker, or look at it as an incredible opportunity, like the second shoemaker. Perhaps the reason most podcast consumption happens on Apple devices is Because of the early history and corporate level of support for podcasts, I think it's undeniable that Apple and especially the iPhone have radically helped popularize podcast consumption. For the last several years, Apple devices have come pre-installed with the Apple Podcast app, which has access to the Apple Podcast catalog, which is the main catalog everyone thinks of when they think about podcasts. But this is no reason to ignore or especially not to alienate a huge potential audience for your podcast. Just because everyone's already on iOS doesn't mean you need to cater to iOS users. Imagine if you could get as many Android subscribers to your podcast as you have iOS subscribers. You could then probably see, I guess, at least a 50% increase in your audience size or more, maybe. And you can look at your stats, maybe your user agents or platforms and such to see how that's split for your particular audience. And obviously some podcasts will be different. Like the iPhone podcast will probably be predominantly iOS, whereas the Android podcast is probably going to be predominantly Android subscribers. So you have to decide, is a potential 50% or larger increase in audience size worth the small investment it takes to respect Android and its users and support that with your podcast. I think it is, and it's really not that hard to do, and I'll tell you how to do that in a little bit. But this is number one, respect Android and its users. Number two, don't focus so much on, quote, iTunes, unquote. One of the big ways we tend to alienate our potential podcast audience of Android users is by pushing iTunes so much. Well, first of all, We should really stop saying iTunes when we really mean Apple Podcasts. Since podcasts are not consumed in iTunes on the majority of Apple devices anymore, and if Apple ever releases some kind of podcast consumption option for Android, which I do believe they will at some point, it's probably going to be called Apple Podcasts and not iTunes. So as much as possible, move away from saying iTunes and say Apple Podcasts when you're referring to what you used to call iTunes. But branding aside, referring so much to iTunes, both in encouraging subscriptions and in asking for ratings and reviews, 
is instantly excluding anyone listening or watching through an Android device. Keep in mind, ratings and reviews do not affect your ranking in almost any podcast app. But if you're going to ask for ratings and reviews, remember to offer an Android option as well, such as Stitcher. And don't worry about having yet another place to check your podcast reviews because mypodcastreviews.com has been able to automatically collect your Stitcher reviews and your Apple podcast reviews for years. Go over to mypodcastreviews.com if you want to check that out. So I recommend either excluding mentioning of specific apps or platforms altogether or being more inclusive of the popular Android options whenever you mention Apple Podcasts or iTunes if you keep accidentally saying the wrong thing. Just use that as a trigger that whenever you say iTunes or Apple Podcasts to also mention whatever the top Android option is. That's number two. Don't focus so much on, quote, iTunes, unquote. Number three, offer Android subscription options. My first two suggestions I shared with you focused on changing your mindset toward Android users. Now, look at the more practical ways to support your current and potential podcast audience on Android, and it starts by offering a simple Android subscription link. Now, there are a lot of ways that you may be thinking about going about this. Yes, we probably all have the subscribe in iTunes links, buttons, and icons on our sites, And my own social subscribe and follow icons plugin is switching from saying iTunes to Apple Podcasts because that's the correct language. That's what Apple has asked podcasters to do. And it's far more accurate anyway. No one listens to podcasts on iTunes on their iOS device. They listen on Apple Podcasts. But that aside, that subscribe in iTunes link or subscribe on Apple Podcasts link is not good enough for Android users, except for the one rare case I know of, Beyond Pod, which I think is the only Android app that can use an iTunes link for subscribing to a podcast on Android. But even then, the label still says iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and thus won't be obvious to Beyond Pod users that they can click on that or tap on that, and it subscribe them to your podcast with their Android app. Now, for a while, Stitcher was the most recommended podcast app for Android, but Stitcher has lost a lot of market share over the years. However, we can all be thankful to Stitcher for no longer rehosting your podcast media and now allowing users to download podcast episodes for offline consumption. So great job, Midroll and parent company EW Scripts, which, by the way, Cincinnati companies. That's great to know that Stitcher is owned by a Cincinnati company. Nonetheless, Stitcher may not be the best option to recommend to your Android using potential audience. And since the beginning of blogging and podcasting, a manual RSS link has been extremely popular, but has significantly decreased in recent years. I don't think that means you should remove the RSS link. It's still one of the most important links to include on your site because a direct RSS feed is entirely decentralized and compatible with any podcast app. If a podcast app can't accept an RSS feed, then is it really a podcast app? That's one to philosophize over for years and years. You may see some companies like Libsyn and Spreaker offer some additional cost options for you to get a standalone Android app for your podcast, or maybe even standalone apps on other mobile platforms. And I don't think that's a bad option. And I keep wanting to do an episode to explore that more with some thoughts, some perspective, some data. But 
having your own standalone app, while it does have a bunch of benefits, especially in helping podcast ignorant people easily subscribe, and I would put quotation marks around that because they're not technically subscribing, but in a way they're subscribing to a podcast by installing that podcast app. Like my own father, for example, is kind of a social experiment for me because I keep waiting for him to ask me, how do I subscribe to a podcast? Or I'm really waiting for him to tell me that he heard something on a podcast. And when I hear that, I will know podcasts are totally mainstream. So sorry, dad, that I'm experimenting on you. But if you get a standalone app for your podcast, while that can be beneficial in things, it will probably cost at least $100 or so per year. and Thus, that might be out of your budget when you're looking at all of the other things you could invest in for your podcast. A mobile app might be a a tough sell, especially since it's something you have to pay for on a recurring basis or pay a whole lot up front if you want to get a good app. And I'm not saying having your own standalone app is bad. I think it is a good idea in certain cases, but it may not be the best option for your Android users. So What then is the best option for helping your potential audience to subscribe on Android? Well, that's exactly it. Subscribe on Android.com. This is a free and open source and barely branded option created by Blueberry to help you engage your Android users or engage potential Android users. You go to the site, subscribe on Android.com, and you can either search for your podcast by name or paste in your RSS feed URL. And then you'll get back a slightly altered URL that now works as a one-click subscription option supported by a bunch of the most popular podcast apps on Android. So this makes it so much easier for someone who uses Android to subscribe to your podcast on Android. And if someone then visits your subscribe on Android link and they don't have one of those great podcast apps already installed, and there are more than a dozen supported by subscribeonandroid.com, the link will then show them a web page recommending those great paid and free podcast apps that they can get. And there's no approval process for subscribeonandroid.com. It's not a directory that you have to submit to. It does pull from the Blueberry podcast directory, so it's very likely your podcast is already in there in some way. It's super simple. It works great. And especially if you then make a friendly URL on your own podcast domain, like the audacity to podcast.com slash Android. If you're an Android user, try that. That's actually my subscribe on Android link. So when you have this subscribe on Android.com link, either shortened with your own slash Android URL, or maybe you're using the full URL, include that anywhere on your site that you also put your Apple podcasts and RSS links. So you can have subscribe on Apple podcasts, subscribe on Android and subscribe via RSS. That covers the three most important methods for people to be able to subscribe. There's your iOS option for the majority of users. We have to be honest about that. It is going to be the majority of podcast subscribers will be using an Apple device, at least right now. Then you have your subscribe on Android for all of the Android users. And maybe you can flip the majority over to the Android side because you make it so simple for them. And then you still have the manual RSS option for all kinds of reasons like search engine optimization and total compatibility. Go to subscribeonandroid.com, try it. This is not an affiliate thing. I don't get paid for it. Blueberry doesn't make money from it. It's barely branded to Blueberry. They made this because there needed to be a tool like this on the internet. And I love that they made it. It makes this process so much easier for Android users. 
That's subscribe on android.com. And of course, I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode at the audacity to podcast.com slash Android audience. That's number three, offer Android subscription options. Number four, test your podcast in popular apps for Android. The last thing to do is to ensure your podcast actually works in the popular podcast apps for Android. This may mean spending as little as a few dollars to buy those popular apps yourself. Or you might be able to ask an Android using friend to check and test some things for you. Or maybe you offer to buy the podcast app for them or buy them lunch, buy them coffee if they'll get the app and try something out for you. Maybe send you some screenshots or let you play with their Android device to see how your podcast works on it. Here are some specific things you should be looking for. First, (laughs) that your podcast actually even exists in that app. Some podcast apps pull from the Apple Podcasts API and are able to then copy that library over. Some will use the search API, some you have to submit to, some do their own methods of populating their catalog. So go over to podcastplaces.com for information on submitting your podcast to those different apps and directories. Also make sure that the podcast app has your correct title, cover art, description, and author tag. Make sure it has the updated list of episodes that you don't see this big gap in your episodes, but you see all the episodes you expect to see in there. Check what keyword searches return your podcast. Search might work differently on some of these apps, and it does in many of them. I've done an episode previously about what matters to the most popular podcast apps. That's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast SEO. And there's a little cheat sheet there that I update every now and then with what matters to some apps. Like, for example, Google Play Music doesn't search anything at the episode level. It searches only stuff at the show level. And while Apple Podcasts doesn't look at the description, Google Play Music does. So you need to know that kind of stuff for how your podcast works on these other platforms. Because if you're telling people to search for your podcast, which please don't do that, give them a direct link to your website where then they can subscribe from there via Apple Podcasts or with subscribe on Android or the manual RSS link. But you might discover that you may be number one in Apple Podcasts for a particular search, but maybe you don't even show up in a search on an Android app, even if you're in that app's directory. You might not show up over there because their search works differently or their ranking works differently. Also, make sure that your podcast episodes display and play inside of that app. For example, whether your show notes show inside of the app or your episode level image shows inside of that app. As a starting place, these are the most popular podcast apps for Android that I'd recommend you consider trying. Maybe not all of them, but at least some of these. Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, Podcast Republic, Beyond Pod, Castbox, Stitcher, Dogcatcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. Yeah, even though Google's basically abandoned their official podcast app. There are rumors that Google might do something new for podcasts, maybe incorporating in some way with YouTube. But at this point, sadly, I don't have much hope in Google's support for podcasts because they've really messed it up several times in the past. That doesn't mean that we should give up all hope, but uh, they really need to do something amazingly good in order to gain that trust and respect back for supporting podcasts. So this is number four, test your podcast in popular apps for Android. I have that list I just mentioned in the show notes inside your app or go to the audacity to podcast.com slash Android audience. 
So these four things you need to do to support your podcast audience on Android are, number one, respect Android and its users. Number two, don't focus so much on iTunes. Number three, offer Android subscription options. And number four, test your podcast in popular apps for Android. Then let me know how it works out. Go to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash Android audience. And after a while, let me know if you see a shift in your numbers or you see more Android users, or maybe start asking your audience, hey, if you listen to us on an Android device, please tweet us, please email us, please whatever. And so you can start connecting better with your Android users so they don't feel alienated because you're always talking about iTunes or Apple Podcasts or iPhone. Now, if you have the Apple Fan Podcast, then it's totally okay to talk about only Apple products. But you know what I mean. Thanks to Barbara Stevens from Australia and host of Breakup Recovery, who wrote this kind review for the Audacity to Podcast, saying... I had no previous experience in podcasting, interviewing people, or recording, so I was keen to find a podcast that could give me the knowledge and information that allowed me to feel confident in producing my own podcast. See, that's where the audacity comes in. She feels confident now. And she says, and that's what the Audacity to Podcast has done for me. I'm grateful for podcasts like the Audacity to Podcast that encourage fellow podcasters to continually improve and achieve amazing results. Thank you very much, Barbara, for that kind review. She hosts the Breakup Recovery Podcast at barbarastevens.com.au. And here's the description for her podcast. It's never easy when you have to go through a breakup, separation, or divorce. Breakups can leave you feeling sad, angry, lost, alone, and anxious about your future. Listen to interviews from real women with real stories who offer their wisdom and inspirational tips on how they got over their breakup. Stories that you can relate to and advice you can use to improve your situation. I also offer practical techniques and ideas that you can put in place now so you can begin your journey of recovery. If that interests you, then go over to barbarastevens.com.au and I have that link in the show notes or inside your app. Also, thanks to Zachary Webb from the United States and host of Serious About Tech who wrote this kind review saying, I was able to start a podcast, Serious About Tech, because of what Daniel taught me. Thank you very much, Zach. He's a new podcaster, just a few episodes out there. So I'm really happy that he's been inspired and equipped to start his podcast. And if you're interested in his new podcast, check it out at SeriousAboutTech.com. And the description is, Serious About Tech is the podcast where we get down and dirty with technology in news, reviews, and discussions. Check it out at SeriousAboutTech.com. Thank you for these kind reviews. I really appreciate them. They don't affect the ranking of the Audacity to Podcast on iTunes, and that's not why I want these reviews. I like reading these reviews because I get to hear how the Audacity to Podcast has impacted you, equipped you, inspired you, educated you, maybe even entertained you. And I love discovering all of these amazingly creative podcasts that I never knew existed or discovering the new podcasts that you are launching or other audience members are launching. And I love to give these shout outs to listeners of the Audacity to Podcast so you can check out their podcast too. Maybe you're in that position where you're going through a breakup and now you're thinking, I need the Breakup Recovery Podcast. Maybe you love technology stuff and you are sick and tired of the same old, same old top level technology podcast and you want some new, fresh perspective. So maybe you want to check out Serious About Tech. That's why I love sharing these reviews with you. 
So if you write a review for the Audacity to Podcast, make sure you tell me what you get from the Audacity to Podcast. And please include your name if it's not obvious from your Apple ID. And also include the name of your podcast so I can link to it in the show notes, as well as read the description and give you a little shout out when I can. And the link to write that review in whatever app you prefer to use for writing a review is at theaudacitytopodcast.com. And all the links and resources that I mentioned in this episode are in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash Android audience. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com and the Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.